Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit Hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Welcome to the Olive Podcast. I'm Janine, Olive's Deputy Editor and Podcast Host, and each episode I'll be catching up with chefs, cookery writers and characters from the food scene in Britain and beyond. Join us each week to expand your food knowledge as our guests share 10 things we need to know about the specialist subject. And do listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where they also reveal their top cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. I'm delighted to welcome Rob Dan to the podcast today. Rob is owner of Beedales of Borough, a wine and small plates bar in Borough Market, which celebrated its 10th birthday this year. He's also founder of Bob's Lobster, which started as a food truck in the same market and expanded to a seafood restaurant in London Bridge, as well as a residency at National Theatre. Welcome, Bob. Thanks for coming to share your lobster expertise with us today. Thanks for having me. First of all, can you tell us a little bit about Beedles and Bob's and how it all came about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think so. I started my hospitality career, you know, at a, at a pretty young age and teenager, kind of working throughout studies and uh, in kitchens and, and and also front of house. And you know, despite a, a sort of stint in financial services, I ultimately kind of followed my passion and um, retrained, went back to New York, where I spent a lot of time in the U.S. Uh, growing up, um, went to culinary school in the U.S., uh, in New York, French culinary, and probably like you, Janine, you know, have this, you know, this uh, desire really and, and a lot of pleasure to give and share experiences with people. And, you know, for me coming, especially spending a lot of time in New York, you know, lobster rolls were a big part of yeah. that. You know, I, I came back to open a wine bar, what was a potato store in, in Bar Market, um, then became a wine shop. And, you know, but it was only a wine shop. Yeah. I then wanted to, you know, I saw this site and um, wanted to add 
to the experience. So, you know, food and food pairings uh, alongside the wines and um, hospitality um, in, you know, one of my favorite parts of, of London. Mm. Uh, the problem was being a potato store, it, it didn't have uh, mechanical engineering, <laughs> the utilities, the kitchen, the extract, you know, everything that you need for a kitchen. And uh, to be honest, I couldn't afford, uh, you know, one either. So um, I, I spent another small fortune instead on a, importing a a 1957 camper van from Indiana and <laughs> and sending it up to Derby it real, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah and um, yeah it uh, uh, Bob's Lobster was born basically yeah so was it was it quite a different because Borough Market's famous massively famous now you know now and has been you know it was still doing food then but was it quite a different scene down there then timing is everything you know yeah. life love investment I and. Uh, in fact, in 2012, Borough Market was really just reopening yeah. after a bit of an upheaval um, with the the new viaduct train line coming through, which which dissected the market and yeah. displaced a lot of traders. So a lot of traders had moved to relocate it to like some Maltby Street and, yeah. you know, also uh, down the road in, in Bermondsey. It was really coming back to life again, yeah. the market. And, uh, you know, it, it was also, again, timing-wise, it was also, uh, I think, the start of, you know, a bit of a, of a street food revolution yeah. at that time. So you want you one of the first people that really started dragging the crowds in to Borough Market to eat as well as to shop? I'd already put my foot in the door at, at B-Dale's and yeah. was, you know, literally hand-chiseling walls and building <laughs> wine shelves and, um, you know, everything I, I, I could do to put my mark on it. And yeah. um, um, and then when it came to the food, we were doing cheese and charcuterie, et cetera. But mm. as I said, I, I, I was developing this plan for Bob's Lobster. Yeah. Which actually, you know, side of my name, spin on my name, um, you know, I also wanted it to bring it back to Beedale. So yeah. the Bob and Bob's Lobster is also Beedale's of Borough oh, Lobster. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, not a lot of people know that. I actually got invited from uh, by Borough Market to open a, um, a I don't think they, it, was, it was even termed a pop-up, which yeah. it was it was like an alfresco <laughs> Um, dining experience, okay. you know, that was literally opened and closed, yeah. you know, every night. And so it was when the market closed, I would roll in the, the food truck oh, wow, yeah. under roast, yeah. you know, um, in front of um, Brindisa. Yeah. Uh, when they sh when they shuddered, I came in and we set up a, basically a full restaurant tables. We had deck chairs. I had a sommelier. <laughs> And we were, we were serving lobster rolls, lobster mac and cheese, ahi tuna tacos, oysters, alongside wine, wow. wine pairings as well. So it really was something different. So you really time. were at the forefront of that pop-up yeah. scene. Why did you decide to specialize in lobster and seafood? Because you did say when, you, when we were discussing this, there are a lot easier ways of making a living than in hospitality yeah. and especially specializing in something like seafood. Well, absolutely. I mean, I think for, for me there was the a certain amount of naivety <laughs> to be honest but also <clears throat> but equally it was uh, you know as i said it goes back to this real passion and pleasure to to share you know uh, flavors and tastes and and experience you know great experiences with other people so yeah. you know i um I, I think people forget that the uk is you know ultimately an, is an island or yeah. a group of islands and um you know the the 
sheer abundance of seafood, yeah. you know, in this in this country. Is, which which it, we ignore. <laughs> which, completely. It's outstanding. It, it's incredible. I mean, you know. to the extent that, you know, we are, an, we are a net importer of cod, you know, and something crazy like 25,000 tons of cod comes from Iceland, another 25,000 mm. from China, 20,000 from Norway, you know, but yet we export Mm. you know lobster crab and another you know species um and and nobody really you know eats it here yeah. you know it's um and now i understand that it's a little bit harder to it's a bit more fiddly i yeah. guess to eat but it, it it made no sense to me and yeah. um especially su- such an, a beautiful ingredient yeah. um as as lobster um and at the time seafood especially lobster was almost reserved for white linen tablecloths and yeah, formal dining yeah. and, and you know where i'd come from in florida and california new york and you know my parents are south american if you're by the coast then you know some of my favorite places in the world yeah you know, serve lobster crab in a really playful, really accessible way. Yeah. And that resonated with me. And I wanted to share that experience with with London. Yeah. Um, so it became this project of how to make it more and more fun, yeah. basically. And, you know, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything more fun but than doing serving lobster on the streets, on the yeah. you know, curbside out of this, you know, retrofitted 57 split screen camper van painted lobster reds, basically. Yeah. So So is the seafood you're serving in the main from the British Isles? In the season, yes. Because so, yeah. um, I know sometimes it can get a bit tricky to get a hold of. Yeah, it's not. So, I mean, the UK... Again, it's hugely you know has an abundant supply of of, of lobster. Um, well, South Coast, um, yeah. uh, especially, um, and the the season here, the native season is is really kind of defined between you know um, April May till September October, mm. and it's not that it's not available the rest of the year. It's that normally the way that you catch lobster is with lobster pots yeah and in the winter those there's it becomes the, the seas are obviously rougher and there's a lot of attrition of those pots yeah. so it's a big expense for fishermen to to be you know replacing those pots basically um, yeah. um otherwise and so they they fishermen tend to change their rigging and and catch you know other things, basically, because it is a really sustainable fish in that way. Isn't yeah. It? So, uh, generally speaking, it's um, you know, lobster is um, you know, there's there's no bycatch, you know, yeah. um, lobster crab. I mean, if there is, then um, because of the pots and the structure and the design of them, that you know, generally speaking, if something is, that ends up in them that's not meant to be there, you can release them without any harm. Mm. Um, same is true with. You know, there's there's uh, bylaws with lobster that, you know, under a, a certain size it has to be released, released and yeah. and they are released. Thousands are released every 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 year, and again they they there's no harm in mm. in, in releasing them. Um, they continue to to live and grow, um, and it doesn't 
you know, compared to dredging or, you know, raking the ocean floor. I mean, the lobster pots, you know, don't harm the, yeah. you know, the, the sort of the environment. The the only, I, I was reading recently that the, the only sort of exception and, and sort of new guideline is actually up north in Scotland, where there's a lot of whale populations, is that the lines ultimately that, that are attached to those lobster pots right. can have, have tangled um, yeah. some, some whales, etc. But, and so they They've said they've reclassified, or you know, trying to pe- you know ask people to to catch other things there, basically. But yeah. South Coast and elsewhere in the UK, absolutely fine. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit Hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. And I guess because it is that, you know, sometimes hard to get a hold of, fished in that way. It's not it's not like mass fished. It is at the more expensive end of the market. And also you you did say it's is it like twenty four percent of lobster gross weight is meat? So I mean, compared meat to yeah, I think weight that's, ratio. Uh, that's really where the the why it's expensive. Yeah, is that it is you know exactly that it's it is between twenty depending on the time of year. Yeah, and that it does vary between twenty and twenty four percent of a of a of a lobster's weight is that's all is the, the meat, meat that's in there. Yeah, so you know if hypothetically you're spending 25 pounds on a kilo lobster yeah in actual meat the yeah. net price is <laughs> at 100 pounds yeah you know per kilo um and that's not including labor that's not including you know u- utilities and, and everything else yeah. so um you know that's really where you know what's built into the price yeah completely right now some lobster facts um you were going to tell us why lobster is blue <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, lob- lobster is um, in the wild and and alive in the UK is yeah, is like generally black kind of yeah, yeah. B- black blue green brownish yeah. in color um, you know very different to how they look you know after they're um, after they've been dispatched and cooked um, and there's uh, there's two proteins it's it's very similar phenomenon in as you know pink flamingos. Um, is it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. it, in so far as it's it's partly their diet, and it's partly nature and, and camouflage. Not so much okay. pink flamingos, but as far as <laughs> it's camouflage. But but as far as you know, pink flamingos are pink because of the the shrimp that the they, shrimp eat. they eat. Right, yeah. And and lobster, you know, there's there's a certain protein, um, you know, in their diet that yeah. you know when they're alive, it it um it 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 gives them this pig pigmentation and it's only when actually they 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 die and they're cooked that heat that extreme heat um it results in them turning that that vivid orange red color that they're so famous for wow. there's a there's some very scientific yeah. very long-winded uh <laughs> names for those proteins but yeah. i would get that completely wrong <laughs> amazing um we're talking today. This is this is um, going out uh, tomorrow, actually, and today is Thanksgiving. It is. And Happy another, Thanksgiving. Another incredible fact you gave me was that um, traditionally, 
Not turkey for Thanksgiving, but lobster. Yeah, <laughs> according to me. <laughs> oh, did you, no, 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 no. no. But, but historically speaking, yeah. you know, Turkey is not um, native to, yeah. say, the the Pilgrim forefathers. You know, would have been part of their diet. Right. They, they land. They were they were fishermen. They landed on the coast, the east coast, etc., all along there. And and you know, seafood would have been much more accessible yeah. and easier to um, um, to to harvest ultimately i'm not saying that it would have been as decadent as the lobster we serve in our yeah. restaurant or food trucks you know you know um poached in butter or vanilla yeah. you know butter etc um or served in in um you know lobster rolls uh, etc but you know seafood would have been um the at the head of the table yeah for sure and uh uh, I think there's there should be a call to action to to bring back those historical accuracies. Yeah. It, I mean, lobster was is also I mean again famously oysters too prison food. It's crazy. In I think on both sides of yeah. the Atlantic, <laughs> you know, um, again not poached in butter and no. served in lobster rolls because it was well. just seen as like a cheap source of yeah protein. again cheap cheap protein. Wow, cheap protein. I can't imagine that. That happening. Um, <laughs> another thing that you mentioned was um, was when you do cater for big events like Royal Ascot, you can cook over a thousand kilos of lobster during the event. I mean, how do you do that? What's the what's the practicality of that? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, events of I mean, from day one have been a big part of our, 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 the, yeah. the the business and um, fashion shows and festivals and and yeah, I mean, in fact, the the lobster roll was actually the first ever handheld offering at at the Royal Enclosure in Ascot, etc. So yeah, it's, so you it's, have fed you the know queen. <laughs> yeah, well uh, royalty actually royalty. for sure yeah, yeah actually. and sure, very, very yeah. recently yeah. Um, uh, the Duchess of Cambridge in fact yeah. at, at uh, another event but we, we yeah I mean the universally loved um, yeah. but we get through I mean I don't I, I really don't know how many lobster rolls hundreds of you know lobs, thousands of lobster rolls that we, we've served over the years but yes indeed at Royal Ascot I think our records all time record in, in five days that is Royal Ascot is about 1.2 tons of lobster. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's an operation. I mean, it's uh, a military operation of, you know, everyday cooking, yeah. breaking down because, you know, almost all of that is for lobster rolls. Yeah. And so it is, you know, it has to be cooked and it, every, everything needs to be broken down yeah. to, to, the, to the meat. Why do you think the lobster rolls are so popular, you know, as a... Is it because of the whole handheld thing and it's easy to eat and yeah. you've taken all the pain away? Because I personally love to get a whole lobster and crackers and just yeah. go at it. And yeah, look, <laughs> I, I do too. I don't mind getting messy, et cetera. Um, I, I think, I think probably, you know, generally it's going back to where we started. I think that's what probably puts a lot of people off, yeah. you know, and so making it fun, accessible, is also you know yeah. consideration of how how you eat it. I mean, and I'm a massive fan in your previous guest and podcast of Max Max Sandwich, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, shop and and you know <laughs> his his adoration for for anything between two you know two slices of bread. bread, yeah, absolutely, and uh, it's you an know, easy win. <laughs> and a lobster roll is is exactly that. There's very few ingredients, and yeah. and but the brioche I have to say is is so complimentary, and and I I would say actually that is my favorite way of eating lobster. So how do you t t 
talk us through what you do to to make a lobster roll, just for people who maybe haven't had one. Yeah, absolutely. So, it, I mean, it, this isn't a, a guarded secret. I mean, our, the the ingredients are a, a custom brioche roll that yeah. that we make, um, or that it's our recipe. It's um, and it is uh, we use a rapeseed mayonnaise. Um, we have our sort of in-house version of Old Bay, and Old Bay is a very famous, oh, like yeah, yeah, American seasoning. Um, again, great for seafood, great for you know seafood boils. Um, um, also, can be used in chicken and, and, and other things as well. Um, it's a it's a big you know um, it's a popular ingredient. So in got US. like paprika and celery salt, celery salt and, and yeah, and it's like really absolute, umami kind of savory yeah, flavors. Yeah, big time, big Lovely. time, exactly, and. Um, um, and then you know fresh herbs, lemon juice, and um, clarified butter. Yeah. You know, so um, um, that's that's it. That's it. I mean, that's it. I have to say that I think the secret is in the brioche itself. Yeah. Getting that combination of of lightness and um, and buttery kind of. Um, yeah, just buttery goodness, basically. Yeah. And the, the the important thing is to is to toast it on both sides. Yeah, I was going to say, it, you know, because you need that texture, and and also, you know, the brioche really transforms, you know, when you when you do toast it. And um, you know, a little secret on that is 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 to make sure that you you don't rip the the brioche apart from each other. You cut it with a clean you know clean edge with a serrated knife, so you get that really good contact on uh-huh, the pan. Okay. Amazing. And with all of that, I know that your wife and your business partner don't eat seafood. Isn't, it, like, is, mean, isn't it crazy? Oh, I know. Surely, surely, Rob, I know. with all of that, you can persuade them that there's something in you, it. It's, it is. I mean, it's just this never-ending joke. <laughs> For both of us, for all of us, really, you know, especially, you know, that, yeah, it's true. My wife um, does not eat seafood and especially not lobster. Um, and that was, that's always been the case. Uh, she finds it too sweet and, yeah. and she's very suspicious of it. Um, my, and, uh, you know, since then, you know, obviously uh, with the amount of lobsters that I've cooked and, and sort of chef whites and yeah. aprons that, that have come back to the house, you know, I mean, when when we I was setting up lobster, she would literally make me get naked outside our door, <laughs> to and throw our you know all of the uh, my whites and clothes into the washing machine before what, I, I was allowed in. She's got that much of a aversion to. Well, it. I mean, wow. I was gonna say the smell gets pretty funky right, actually. Okay. You know, I think when you're when you're roasting and cooking yeah. that much lobster, it's, yeah. it, 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 you know, <laughs> it can be intense. God, well, it's a project for you to But I guess, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, at least, you know, <laughs> as far as a business model is concerned, it's it's like, you know, don't get high on your own supply, right? Yeah. So it's uh, at least, you know, there's no, you know, we're not taking a lot of lobster home, basically. No. And but for you, the, you you've I never, love it. Yeah, I, I love you've it. You've never stopped. Could, it, how, how often do you eat it, do you reckon? <laughs> just interesting. No, it's, you know? it's probably less than I that I that yeah. I used to, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I don't think there's been many weeks in the last yeah. eight nine years that yeah. I haven't had lobster, which oh which is kind of yeah, kind of indulgent, I yeah. guess, to some people. It's kind of like chicken to me, though. Yeah, right? but you're so. you're the boss. You know, you get to do that. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> we'll probably wrap it up there. Like, what what's coming up for you then in the restaurants and 
events and stuff well, apart from obviously today happy thanksgiving but thank you very much <laughs> uh yeah so we're doing some thanksgiving events um revving up for christmas obviously and yeah. and 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 generally i mean events continue to be a, a big part of our business so yeah. you know we are looking at you know again just sharing the lobster love with with as many people as possible yeah. so if you um, see that nice um red and white vw van yeah, that's it. with a little lobster thing on top yeah, yeah. Pe people will be going running for that that's day. it yeah. that's it brilliant and if people want to keep in touch with what you're doing is the best place instagram instagram for sure um bob's underscore lobster yeah. or um bdl's blinds brilliant thanks again for coming to chat to us today rob love being here thank you Thanks for listening to the Olive Magazine podcast. For more recipes and inspiration, head to olivemagazine.com. And as Christmas approaches, do check out our new online olive shop, where we have thousands of gourmet ingredients, drinks and gifts from some of the UK's finest small businesses, as well as a new range of beautiful curated hampers. You can buy as many products as you like in one easy and secure checkout experience. We'll let the merchants know where to send their products and you'll receive the order directly from them. Just visit shop.olivemagazine.com and if you spend a minimum of £25 and enter the code OLIVEHAMPERS at checkout, we'll give you an extra 10% off.